What is up, everyone? I am Giorgio, your host of the show. I am joined right now by my co-host, Dan the Cash Register. And the man you can see below us is probably the uh, most winningest wrestler we've ever had on the podcast. Another uh, Cal yeah. Poly alum. Probably hey. the best Cal Poly wrestler, right? Probably the best Cal Poly we've ever, we've ever had In on our the network. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Make sure to clip that and send that to Chuck real quick. I'm sure he will, uh, <laughs> he will enjoy that very well. Um, this is Chad Mendez, everyone. Uh, say hi to everyone, Chad. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. Uh, we are here to talk about your new bare knuckle boxing career. Um, he just gave us some news that we can br- uh, break live to you, uh, live to everyone. Dan, you want to headphones on so you can hear? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, the fight got moved. No longer October 22nd. We were super pumped to uh, see you debut uh, your bare knuckle boxing skills. Uh, do you know when it's going to be moved to? I do not. And that's, that's why I'm waiting to hear back. They were supposed to have a big meeting uh, yesterday. So I'm, we have a call in this morning. Still haven't heard back. But <clears throat> I guess they couldn't get licensing figured out in Arizona. So okay. that car got scrapped. Damn it. All right. But then. uh I'm shooting They're They're trying to do, there's one at the beginning of November that we're trying to get on. Um, there's also one at the beginning of December, but we're due with our second baby right around that time. So I think that's a big, a big hell no. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, I think it's either going to be November. And if that doesn't work, we might have to push back till the beginning of next year. So fingers crossed the November one works. Okay, cool. Um, I know you had to get released from the UFC for this. There wouldn't be any hiccups with like pushing any new dates from them. They're they're going to release no. you for everything. And I, I didn't get released. They just basically. I'm still under contract from the UFC. They're just basically allowing me to go compete in this. So, um, but no, no, nothing, nothing like that. You have four fights left on your contract, correct? I believe it's either three or four. I think it's four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any hopes of MMA comeback after this, or are you going to focus on boxing right now? Uh, I mean, obviously right now I'm focusing on boxing, but I don't know. I have three fights on this contract. I might fight these out and just see how I feel. If if I feel like it's, you know, there's still, I mean, ultimately it's got to come down to this. Let's be honest. The UFC has got to pay me more. Like my, Get that money. my contract with them just sucks right now. And it's not worth my time, energy and damage to the body for what I'm getting. So they, I mean, we'd have to renegotiate if they'd be open to that. And it's, it's just had, it would have to make sense, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, running you know. any of those losses back, hopefully would be a, a huge payday for you right now. Any of those guys. I mean, it's literally a, a who's who of the best UFC hall of fame are the only guys you've lost to in your career, which was uh, pretty amazing. Although I don't think all those on the table right now at one thirty-five. No, no. I mean, you're looking, you're looking. I don't know. I don't know how that guy makes 35s. I don't know how he would make 45s. When we fought, like that guy was huge. Right. I don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one of the main things I wanted to talk about. Uh, this show is like weight cutting. Like you went from 25, your first three years in college up to 41, your senior year. Like talk, like one, uh, what's different? What'd you learn? Like weight cutting in MMA versus weight cutting in college? Cause I think coming out as a wrestler, yeah. you feel like, you know, everything about cutting weight. I mean, I, th- I think the biggest takeaway from weight cutting that I learned in college was don't do so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was killing myself to make 125s. Like that was the hardest weight cut I've ever done in my whole life. You know, and I'm making weight two, sometimes three times a week. And I, I mean, I was cutting like 25, 30 pounds and I was pretty lean. You know, it's not like I'm walking around like a chubby kid. So it's like, I'm just depleting my body of everything, all the positives, you know, the, the hard work, all the preseason work that you put in to build the muscle, to 
strengthen that muscle and, and build that cardio, you're taking all that away. Basically, you're just, your body's eating itself, you know, just so you could step on a scale and weigh a certain amount. It's like, why the hell are we doing this? Like, it took me, you know, two years of making 125s, uh, you know, basically the second year of it after I was an all American doing it the first time. And then my coaches were like, we want you to do it again. And I'm like, I'm even bigger than I was then, so, but I'll, I'll try. And I made weight for like half the year and ended up blowing up my elbow, probably because my tendons, ligaments were all wore out from just depleting myself. So dehydrated, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even get to finish that next year. Um, and so the year after that, they wanted me to go 33s, which is a weight up. But again, I'm, I'm just continually growing each year. And so it basically was going to be the exact same thing as cutting back down to 25. I'm like, look, guys, let's have a meeting here. So I, I basically made the decision to go in with my coaches and say, how about this? I'm getting into fighting after I'm done wrestling. The smallest weight class at that time was 145s. I said, that's where I'm going to fight. I was like, I might as well get used to competing against guys that are you know, that 140 to 150 size range. I was like my senior year, I, I would rather enjoy my last year of wrestling ever and not killing myself cutting weight. I want to focus on getting better, focusing on staying strong to the season and competing at that top level, instead of just worrying about every single practice, how much I'm losing, like how much I'm sweating, you know, what did I put in my body? Am I, do I weigh too much? It's like, Let's just go out there and have fun. And they were like hesitant at first. They're like, look, we're, we're going to let you do this. But, you know, if halfway through the year you start losing the guys, not because they're better than you, just because they're bigger than you, then you're not going back down. Like you're stuck there. I'm like, whatever, like, let's do it. And it was the best year I ever had <laughs> in my entire wrestling career. I went undefeated the whole season and only lost in the finals on a kind of a crappy call. Oh, I remember but, watching uh, that match live. I watched it with my mom. Uh, we, yeah, we were like out to dinner together. We were watching that oh, match live. Awesome. Uh, I think I really thought you had two at the end of the second. Yeah, there, it, been two, bro. I, it, it was it was two. It was two all day long, and then that crazy scramble there at the end. It's basically uh, the same position, like because this was like right when Funk was like kind of yeah. like being a thing in wrestling. So like you never knew you could be on your back before before yeah. they gave the two. So you didn't know when yeah. to scramble. You didn't yeah. know when to keep wrestling. But oh man, that 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 match was amazing. You still have the one of the best double legs, if not probably the best double leg around it's like like every every single match you're taking everyone down as soon as you can get your hands locked and get your hips under like yeah i mean you're taking people uh, down that was uh just being explosive and being able to to work under i think i'm so short i was able to just get low and, and get in there quick and that was something we trained a ton me and sammy henson <laughs> and just working different setups from the tie-up to get in on that last double I mean, it's in, we all know, like as a wrestler, like double A is going to be your highest percentage of success as far as finishing the takedown. So I was like, why the hell would I get, if I like, why wouldn't I just perfect that? And that's like what we focused on a ton. I mean, uh, Sammy's probably the most heavy handed, you know, uh, like going guy of all time. He, uh, he was coach, he coached, uh, DeWitt Driscoll at Penn state. who was a good friend Mm -hmm. of mine, uh, growing up. And, uh, there's just like video on YouTube somewhere. DeWitt's coming off the mat and he's just talking to him, pulls him aside and starts hand fighting immediately. And DeWitt's just like (laughs) dead tired. And Sammy's like, no, you should have did this. That's just classic Sammy in a nutshell. Dude, Sammy, I love that guy to death. That, was one of the most difficult guys to ever wrestle. He would jump in and go live with us and, and practice. And it was like, everybody dreaded it because it's, 
he'll break, he breaks you a hundred percent of the time. Did, like there isn't anybody in our room that he wouldn't break every time he'd wrestle. And it's like, because of how heavy he was on the head and just like angles and pulling you and pushing you. And everyone's just like, Oh God, I can't do anything. And you get so tired up. so quickly. Uh, yeah. Did that loss uh, in the NCAA finals have like put like a chip on your shoulder for your MMA career in any way? Uh, yeah. A hundred percent, man. Now, obviously the goal was to jump into MMA right after anyways, but you know, my lifelong dream was to become an NCAA champion. You know, you go through high school to get recruited, you get recruited, and then you go through college, like you want to become that NCAA champ. And, you know, it's a bummer when the ref comes up to you guys. He came up to me and my dad after and was like, look, I just want to apologize. That was a bad call. And it's like, thanks for apologizing, but you should have fixed it out there. You know, like that just took my lifelong dream away, you know, and it, it just kind of sucks. But you know, it, it definitely kept that fire. Lit. Like I wasn't done. I think I still would have had that fire, but it just added a little something to it to be like, look, dude, I'm, I'm not going into wrestling anymore. Like I'm done wrestling, but this is going to transfer over into MMA. How'd you, you know, know I, before your senior year that you were going to go to MMA? Like who, who, who first got you into it? Uh, Uriah favor okay. for sure. Like I, I, when he was coaching at UC Davis, um, I was still in high school. He was trying to recruit me to come to Davis um, and we, you know, I went out there on my recruit trip, met him then. And um, I used to go in high school, I would wrestle open tournaments and just compete with some of the college wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And I was beating some of his teammates that were already in college when I was in high school. And he's like, dude, we got to get this guy. And so we kind of kept in touch. I ended up going to Cal Poly, but we worked wrestling camps together over the summers. Mm-hmm. And um, our, our head coach would put together like a six week long wrestling camp up in uh, Squaw Valley in Tahoe. And kids would come in like every, I think it was like every five days or something, a new group would come in. And so we were all the counselors and Faber was training for one of his like early fights back then. And he couldn't get any of the wrestlers to train with him because he just kept hurting everybody. <laughs> and so I, I was just like, screw it. I'll, I'll jump in with you. I don't know any jujitsu. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll, I'll roll with you. And we rolled for like a couple hours, you know, and obviously he just kept submitting me over and over and over again. But he's like, dude, I think you'll be really good at this. He's like, if you want. He's like, when you're done with your college career, he's like, you have a place at uh, my house. He's like, just come up and until you get some money, you could just stay with me and train. And that's what I did. I graduated and next day moved up to Sacramento, moved into a spare room and just jumped right into pro practice with all these animals up here, man. And trained for three months. I had my first pro fight and was, I submitted the dude in the first round. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I, just, I think I got like three grand or something, you know, which right out of college, you're just like score. Like, so it's like much I'm money. rich now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I could, I could definitely do this for a while. And it, it, uh, it just ended up rolling, just rolling along. And now we're, now we're here. <laughs> so you're saying Vince McMahon never came knocking on the door <laughs> no. like Gable, right? <laughs> no, no Vince. <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. Oh man. But I'm glad bare knuckle boxing did. Uh, you're back to two minute rounds. You're, you're, know, you're, you're, cool. you're at 155. Yeah. You know, you're only throwing hands. You got no fear of the takedown. You got no fear of the kick. Like, I'm seeing all the Instagram posts looking good, looking sharp. Thank you. Yeah, it's been awesome, guys. Like, this is like obviously in, in wrestling my whole life, you focus on one thing, you know, it's basically your wrestling skill set and some, you know, strength and conditioning, obviously, but like the actual skill set, it's one thing. And I feel like when, when I can put all my, energy and effort into learning one specific skill set i feel like i get so much better faster like mma you have you kind of dilute everything just spread out through a camp because there's so many things you got to train you know you got 
like you said, all the kickboxing, wrestling, jujitsu, um, you know, your strength and conditioning, boxing, and there's so many things. You just, there's not enough time in the day to really put in like two hours on each thing, you know, you, you'd be training from sun up to sundown. It's just not possible. And so it's been really nice focusing on, on basically two things, strength, conditioning and boxing. And, uh, I feel like I'm making some big improvements in a, in a short amount of time, which is always fun. It's motivating, like seeing these improvements, which makes me just want to get in there and keep going harder and harder and harder. So, um, it's been a lot of fun for sure. Have you done any actual bare knuckle sparring yet? <laughs> no, I don't think, I think we kill each other. I do bare knuckle like mid sessions and bag work and stuff, but um, no, there's definitely no sparring. Bare no. Uh, a serious question though. Uh, the, the clinch being legal here in bare knuckle, um, how is that going to affect you anyway? Is that a position that you're working on specifically that kind of transitions from wrestling a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we definitely work some of that stuff. Um, I think for me, my, my biggest attribute is going to be, um, the explosiveness really, you know, speed, explosiveness, and power, um, you know, being able to work on on accuracy with those things is going to be deadly. I think, you know, keeping the pressure that I can put on guys, especially in those two minute rounds. You know, we're training two minute rounds, and if it, it feels like thirty seconds in there, I'm just like, dude, this is nice. Like I, I can go like as hard as I possibly can go for two minutes straight after going, you know, five five minute rounds of training for MMA. You know, and so um, that's that's definitely pretty cool to be able to train and go live in those shorter rounds like that. And I honestly think that's why a lot of these bare knuckle fights are so damn entertaining. Like I almost wonder if, if the UFC and like MMA should cut it back a bit, you know, cause you got so many guys and you know, we all have to do it. Like you can't go a full out hundred percent for five minutes straight. Like no, not at all. Very different. Like you have to pace yourself. And it's like, what that does is it causes slower fights, you know, and, and you got, you know, sometimes you got those tall skinny guys that just don't get tired no matter what, it'll sit in there and, and bang, but you know, it does get sloppy and stuff sometimes. So, uh, it, it is, I think going to be a lot more exciting having these shorter rounds and, uh, it's definitely going to be, um, to my favor, I think for sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't no worry about getting tired. What do you do, uh, preparation for it are you doing like 10 two minute round goes are you doing like five fives kind of thing or we've been doing two minute rounds mainly because my mindset was like i need to get used to that shorter period you know it's not not the fact like i need to go longer to try to get as tired as i can that's why we do more of those two minute rounds Mm -hmm. but like you have to know like almost like timing like you can't you can't like, obviously you can fill stuff out, but you can't take too much time. It's not like a five minute round where the first two minutes you can kind of fill a guy out and like, see what's going on. Like you have to get in there maybe get 30 seconds of filling out and then get after it. You Cause know if you I get mean? behind so, in that round, there's not much time to make it back up. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. No, you're no. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's why we, I, I get used to doing those two minute rounds just so you can see and feel like uh, what, what that timing is like. Cause it, it definitely goes by fast. Yeah, I mean, remember Taylor Starlin, I think it was, like two bare knuckles ago, where she just went all out for 30 seconds and just overwhelmed that girl? Yeah, yeah. And just and destroyed her. Yeah, it didn't, like, nothing <laughs> yeah. happened. Like, that's a, that's a legitimate, uh, like, strategy, strategy yeah. in bare knuckle, yeah. 
And that's yeah. circuit. And that's uh, have you fought in this circular ring at all? Have you stepped into one of those bare knuckle rings yet and like checked it I out? I haven't yet. No, uh-uh. we've been doing stuff in our cage, which is actually smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, ba- basically, just training, you know, less running. Because right. the biggest issue I get with guys in our gym and just training is when we train on the MMA mats, because I'm explosive, when I explode in, they just freaking take off running, you know? And so it's hard for me to like trap guys. Mm-hmm. Like I'll try to walk guys down, but we'll end up, you know, on the other side of the, the building, you know? And so we're, we're closing things in so that I can use that pressure and cut guys off, close the distance. And when they're up against the cage, just go full Mike Tyson on them. And it's been, <laughs> it's been nice. So I could only imagine your punching power right now. <laughs> You're probably yeah, wailing through guys. Are you training with mostly MMA guys or you bring in bo- boxing guys in specifically? Both. We have both for sure. Okay. Mainly because I'm going to see both. I think in bare knuckle, we're, we're getting a lot of the MMA guys that are transferring over for sure. Um, and then we, there are some straight boxers in there as well. So you do see uh, a lot of MMA guys coming over. Is it just cause it's a viable, uh, revenue source for them? Like they have, a, they have I a big enough so, name yeah. and then it's worth yeah. it. For, yeah. They got some big investors, you know, and they're willing to pay. I mean, I mean, this contract's bigger than any, any UFC contract I've ever had. So it's like, well, congratulations. It's that's amazing. Motivating. Yeah. And I've got that bag. Let's go. I think that's why a lot of these guys are seeing that and being like, well, shit, I, all I have to worry about is boxing. Like, let's go. I'll, I'll do that for more money than fighting in the UFC, you know? So I yeah. mean, that's, that's awesome. Speaking of money fights, we got a big money fight tomorrow. I don't know if you've paid any attention to that. We got a, a Vander La- Holyfield fight. Yeah. I just saw the weigh-ins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tito missed weight by five pounds, I think. Yeah. Versus oh. Anderson. It doesn't matter. I mean, Anderson yeah. dies him up. Yeah, yeah, you got an official. You got an official pick for uh, for that for the Anderson Tito and then the Vitor. Oh, it's boxing, right? It's yeah. not. Or yeah. Is it MMA? No, it's, it's boxing. boxing. Just, just boxing, man. That's uh Tito Ortiz known for his hands. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's going to be a tough one for Tito. I love Tito, but oof, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Do we have a? Do we have a? a, a gambling sponsorship today dan no we don't oh nice cool. well yeah, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if any of you at home are gambling uh chad does not have a pick on the fight for tonight I don't. do it responsibly <laughs> do it responsibly and if you need help call 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 that number mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it's in the yeah. ad read somewhere oh man um yeah we talked about 141 a little bit uh any idea like uh any potential opponents kind of in the mix yet or have they oh man that's another thing that's kind of bumming me out like even even if i was october 22nd we still haven't heard a name so it's like i don't know i I don't know if i'm fighting a southpaw conventional it's like i'd I'd like to like watch the video on the guy (laughs) yeah do a little you know watch a little game tape yeah any idea of who you're fighting yeah they're just gonna take somebody out like uh parts unknown some guy's (laughs) just gonna come out of the shadows and you have to fight him Bring it. Let's go, guys. It's like UFC <laughs> 1 all over again. Just someone yep. comes out into a cage. It's actually, yeah, it's a tournament. My oh. favorite about like UFC 1, 2, and 3, there'd be like the subs that would just get to the final round without fighting a single fight. Dude's mm-hmm. already gassed after like two or three fights, and he's got to fight a fresh dude. Didn't seem yeah. fair. Didn't seem fair at all. Dude, those, those old UFC fights were crazy, man. I think dude's like, I fought in jeans. Like, you know, yeah, just fighting multiple fights in one night, like... That's crazy. No way. Like thinking about how some of those, how I feel like after that Aldo fight, the second one, mm-hmm. like there's no possible way I could have fought again that night. Like not a chance. No. But no. those guys would do it. 
Like, it's crazy. Fighting a guy that's like 300 pounds heavier than you. Yeah. 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 Like, oh man, I can oh, thank you. And the and the pay was like a fraction of what it is now. I think it was a hot meal. I think you got a hot <laughs> meal yeah, at the end seriously. of the night. Like a hot meal and like, yeah. No, no, <laughs> they no put thing. all the entry fees in a pot, and if you won, you got to take the pot home. <laughs> yeah. You got an entry for 50 50. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, uh, the 50 50. Right. <laughs> God. Oh, oh man. man, that's sad. Um, yeah, I guess uh, thinking back on your MMA career, is there any like specific fights that you have that uh, you know you uh, wish you would have done something a little bit different, like watch the game tape a little bit different? I, I know you spoke before about cutting weight for the Frankie Edgar fight. You really didn't feel like you were quite there for that. Is there any other yeah. instances in specifically? Yeah, that's definitely one of them. You know, and honestly, it's like the Connor fight. Like I, I wish I could like have a redo on that one. <laughs> like have a full training camp and like actually prepare. I mean, I know that's a guy that I can beat just stylistically was, it would have been an easy fight being able to just take him down and grind him out for five rounds, you know? Oh, it but, looked great. He tried that flying knee and you caught it like in like a high yeah, single and uh-huh. just ran the pipe like right off yeah, the bat. And uh-huh. you were just like, okay, I'm going to do this all day long. Yeah, you exactly. Have <laughs> Once he was on his back, he was just content, like locked guard. Like to me, those were the easiest fights ever. Like when the guy was just okay, holding you. It's like, all right, I'm just going to rest here for a second and eat elbow. I'm going to rest for a second and eat elbow and just wait, you know, grind out a five minute round like that. And it's like, God, if I could have just, if I had a little bit more gas in the tank, it would have been like that for five rounds, you know? But, and do you think that camp was from the weight cut? Uh, or no, I 10 days. Yeah. 10 days to get ready for that fight. I had to cut 20, 20 pounds in 10 days, which is never fun, but yeah, I just, I, I just wasn't prepared for it. You know, it's the only reason why I took that fight is the, what if right? payday was good. It's like, and it's a title a title fight. You know, it's like, what if I go out there and catch him with the first overhand, right? And put him to sleep. You almost um, did. You were out boxing him in the first round too. Yeah. I mean, you look, you look so good. I mean, thank you. Damn. Yeah. And that's just one of those ones. It's like, I want to read you son of a, <laughs> But, yeah, I'm sure if they like brought your name up to Connor for potential future matchups, he'd be like, "Ah, no chance." Hell no. <laughs> no, yeah. he doesn't want no that smoke. No. Yeah, I'd love to see that again, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm yeah. all in favor of yeah. seeing Connor get his yeah. ass beat. Yeah. So, yeah. someone <laughs> someone clip this and get it big on YouTube, and maybe yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Dana and Dana will see that. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, Anything else for him, Dan, in closing? And we'll get him the other MMA uh, news for the week. I got, I don't know. I'm, I'm good right now. How about you? I don't know. Anyone in the chat real quick have any uh, questions for Chad before we let him go? And then hopefully we'll have some uh, news on a new date. Oh, we talked about uh, fins and feathers. I almost forgot before we talked about that. Uh, we ha- most, most of our fan base and listener group is uh, military and first responder. They're big hunters. Oh, a lot of outdoor guys. Yeah, I know that you and gals. hunt with uh, Hendo quite a bit. Yeah, um, he yeah. came out last year to the helicopters for heroes event uh, in February. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah, yeah. if uh, we were there last year, we'll be there again. Hopefully, if you want to come out and shoot some hogs from a helicopter, have any interest in that? We'll get that's, to that. That's out. actually one of our fins and feathers trips. That's what one of the trips we do. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, go yeah. ahead and plug some of that, like some of the groups and what they can do, like the sizes and yeah. the different experiences that uh, that you offer with that. Yeah, so we, me and a good buddy of mine launched fins and feathers back in 2015 so basically what we do is we we put together a full year-long schedule of different trips all over the world mm-hmm. um, different hunting and fishing trips 
Um, and then we, what we do is we'll book clients on those trips and then we put different athletes or celebrities on the trips with the clients. So, you know, different MMA fighters, you know, UFC fighters, Bellator fighters, we have pro baseball, basketball, football, uh, PBR, pro snowboarders, actors, like just different guys and girls that you would see on TV doing something. And they basically have huge passion in the outdoors. They all love hunting, love fishing. Um, so you'll get to go on a cool hunting and fishing trip, but then also get to do it alongside one of these guys or girls and camp with you, doing it with you. Um, so, it's, you know, it's just a cool experience to, you know, go out, be able to provide for your family, you know, and yourself and bring home some wild game, really good meat, but also doing it while making some amazing memories, you know, getting to meet these guys and girls and hang out with them and camp, you know, and, and getting to bond with them. Like you, you, you can't really do this anywhere else. You go to a meet and greet, you know, you take a photo with them, maybe shake their hand, get an autograph 30 seconds to a minute. And it's, you know, onto the next person. So it's like, this is a, a, an experience where you get to sit around a campfire and tell stories, talk shit, you know, have some drinks with them and, you know, really get to know these people on a personal level that you, you know, you wouldn't get to do that anywhere else. So, um, you know, it's the business model was, you know, obviously teaching people that either have never hunted before or are very inexperienced, um, how, to do a lot of this stuff and how to provide for themselves. Um, we also take people that are very experienced and, you know, now it's just a, a cool experience that they wouldn't get to do hiring a different guide somewhere else. You know, they get to do it alongside one of these other athletes. So, um, you know, that, that was something we launched, like I said, back in 2015 and uh, it's just been growing every year, which is just phenomenal to see. And just the reaction, I wasn't sure how people were going to take to it. But um, it's it's been doing well, man. It's been really fun. So people can check it out, finsandfeathers.com. Um, and we, they, we have our schedule on there and everything. So, so it's already quick. the celebrity already paired up with the hunter fisher style. So then you can yep. know exactly what you want to. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And some of that changes. Obviously, we just put tentative, like possible celebrities on a trip just because with fight schedules and things change, mm -hmm. you know, we'll usually list like three or four guys or girls that are possibly going to be on there. And then, you know, if, if one of those guys or girls can't make it, you know, somebody will be on there or a couple of them will be on there. Like our tuna trips that we do, mm -hmm. we typically have two to three different guys and girl celebrities on the trips with these people. And it's fun, man. We book out a whole boat. It's a 90 foot boat, the Shogun. Um, there's usually anywhere from 18 to 25 of us to actually, sorry, 33, 18 to 33 of us on these boats and uh lots of tequila lots of bluefin tuna uh sun and and definitely some good times man so oh that uh, those sounds are, great these are definitely some of my favorite trips of our of the year i feel like richard Danoff and aj gamble are going to sign up for that right now if you guys are in the chat they are uh, they're running to that get my uh, dad involved too yeah <laughs> uh i guess we have one question one last question uh from bill schofield in the chat he says if uh there was one mma fighter in specifically that you would like to box who would that be an MMA fighter. Mm. Right. That you would like to fight, I guess, just in a pure boxing match. And I guess I've never thought of that. Maybe. Good question. I'd like to fight Connor in a just straight boxing match. Yeah, I feel like that, that money would be good. Yeah, I, that would be fun. That would be fun. Man, I feel really good to beat him in a straight boxing match too. Right. Just kind of like like shut yeah. him up like one really yeah, good time. Uh -huh. Yeah. We need, we need to also throw your name in the ring for uh Jake Paul. Get you paid. I know, right? Yeah. Holy crap, those guys are crushing it. I just saw those guys paid it at least three mil, I think both of them made. Mm -hmm. That at was least, before yeah. 
Dude, that's awesome. Good for those guys, man. That's that's former, awesome. Former teammate Woodley just getting paid. Oh man. Yep. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I like Woodley. I got, that's good. And dude, so good for him, man. Yeah. I'm glad that he's able to get that fight going. Yeah, he can use that money to uh continue making great music. Yeah. <laughs> His rap career, yeah. Just really <laughs> launch that uh improve the studio you know ben can open up a few more wrestling academies and uh the world can uh-huh. can keep going on for mizzou athletes that's right i was telling him they need, they need to cancel missouri as a school after those two losses uh, just, <laughs> just cancel the entire wrestling so program. that's that's why i'm blonde right now is i talked a lot of shit on the the pre-ben fight and i was like oh ben, ben's an athlete he'll he's a dirty boxer and he'll he'll make him tired he can't last with him i was just i just i just really talking it up and then so I, I, I lost that and real quick and then the second fight i i kind of knew better but i was like tyron hits hard he's not gonna like he's not gonna second guess at me and they just wouldn't pull the trigger and i was just like I'm like just, the rest of his career like at the end where he just can't he doesn't throw punches i mean yeah man it's people were asking me about that fight i'm like i don't know about ben man he's you've ever watched him box in the ufc any, any of his boxing it's god awful and he'll straight up tell you that too he's like i'm the least explosive human being on earth i think he's also the most arrogant human being on earth so i thought he would have yeah. did something yeah. he has some bad yeah. memories of ben just him having no answers for ben and wrestling so. no he was he was our uh, grad assistant my true freshman year and you know as like a little high school kid coming into a college mm-hmm. room like you thought you were good and then you're just yeah, not ready for no. anybody no and oh, it was yeah. like probably months without a pointer he would just oh, like yeah. tap me on the forehead and mess me around <laughs> but um, i mean it uh it, it did be good i ended up wrestling uh chase pammy from cal poly oh yeah twice was, a couple times my, my homie yeah yeah and then he went on to yeah he was coaching there for a long time afterwards yeah. too yeah so yeah, he beat your ass or what? He did. He did. Okay. He majored me in the dual meet, and then the tournament the next day, uh, <laughs> I came back and I only lost by two. But yeah, it's yeah. a moral but victory. Stud man, yeah. Yeah, I, no, no, he's a monster. Like my, yeah, <laughs> that was one of my like main training partners, Chase. Um, remember Daryl Vasquez? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Vasquez and uh, Tony Franco, Steve Esparza. I don't know if you remember that guy. Steve Esparza, but, maybe. He was a California high school state champ and uh, national champ, and then came over. Okay. And, uh, he was he was a stud in college too, but I think he, he had a lot of injuries and stuff. Do you remember Joe Soto? Oh yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. Uh, I my family's from Porterville. So like when no I was when I was a little kid, I would like go back to Porterville and like try to find people to wrestle around with. And Joe was like, I think in high school then, and they like they would just like we'd just go to Porterville High. I was like some sort of like like sixth grader or something we just like roll around for a Dude, while that's awesome yeah you know i'm from hanford right what uh no you i didn't know that. that yeah i'm from hanford so i grew up all wrestling all those those uh schools as well that's crazy dude i'm mean, just oh nice. dude central california man just like tough kids dude, like I dude, just, so just, many good schools so many good guys come out of that area for sure just uh, need more cal more, more college wrestling in california we need that mm-hmm. yeah we need that for sure i agree yeah oh i also want to ask you about the bath so how much did the bath change cutting weight? And I don't, I don't know, because I've been outside the community for a while. Like, are kids taking any of those techniques over to college uh, as far as cutting weight in ways? You're talking about like the Epsom salt bath? Yeah, the Epsom salt baths with like the jelly and stuff. I heard like it, it's, it's so much easier on the body than trying to run it out. Like, you know, just yeah. plastic bags and putting sweats on and just hitting the treadmill. You know, it's the tried and true, but I heard. Mm-hmm. Well, know, I've, always been a, I've always been a work it off. 
I've only done the bath one time and that was with Frankie. Oh, I, I've never bad. done it. I've never done it again. <laughs> so that's when you tried to do the whole like MMA yeah. science thing. Yeah. Like I'm going to eat yeah. this way and do all these things yeah. and do it in the tub. Mm-hmm. And then like the natural diuretics and did the bathtub, the Epsom salt bath with all the, um, I can't remember the, the green alcohol or whatever it is. Yeah. It's, um, basically it's a makeup remover. Uh, chicks use it to remove makeup. I think I can't even think of the name of it, but yeah, that's what you lube your whole body up with and, mm-hmm. No, dude, I'll never do it again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but it it, it might have. So then but, you just went back. Uh, you just went back to the old school. Just put yeah, it on and run it, run it off. Yeah. Were you an elliptical, a stairmaster guy, treadmill? Like, well, aerodyne, elliptical, treadmill, elliptical. Um, but most of the time, it's just mitt work, like really light mitt work. Okay. Um, jump rope, even. Mm-hmm. But you know, just pretty low low impact stuff that I'm not being explosive at all. Or, you know, if I start legs start feeling fatigued, we stop and just kind of rest for a sec. It's not one of those like push, go, 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 go type things, you know, especially if you're all bundled up with plastics and, uh, Albaline, that's the name of the Albaline, stuff. Yeah. 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 So, uh, no, it's, I, I've always been a work it off kind of guy, man. I, I tried that that one time and it didn't go well for me. So, I went back to the, the workhorse. <laughs> no more, no more of the Brazilian voodoo. <laughs> no. Oh man. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can have some more info soon on your new fight. Uh, look forward to the birth of your second child. And, uh, if thank anyone you. out there wants to have a, an amazing trip with you and your friends or needs a gift for a bachelor party, fins and feathers, go yeah. check it out. Um, thanks again, Chad. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Cheers. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Take care. Uh, how did y'all uh, feel about that? Casey Ray in the chat says they remember Joe Soto. Uh, that was that was that was that was a that was a that was a good talk. That was a good talk with Chad. I like Chad. He's, he's a nice guy. Very nice guy. Yeah, I, I thought about at least we didn't have to bring up the curse of the studio. Uh, no, we uh, probably should have mentioned that, but uh, he doesn't have an opponent, so it doesn't seem like I think it will he's go good. Yeah, effect, right? I think he's fine. But yeah, if you appear on the Drink Bro Network, you probably will lose. <laughs> Your next event in anything. Uh, Paige Van Zandt, uh, Anthony Pettis. Oof. It's been brutal since yeah. he came on the show. So we're really good for small businesses, really bad for any athletic uh, Accomplishments, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, we got a fight night card this weekend. We do. Let's bring it up. Yeah, Anthony Leinhart Smith. Oh, God, don't want to watch that. No, no, I sure don't. Yeah, I really, really hate that guy. He did look good in a suit, though. I'm not going to lie. ESPN made him look good when he was... Uh, Side by side with Michael Chiesa. Yep. Uh, I think last time we uh, brought you that fight companion. Um, we can also hear the announcers in our own headphones now when we do the fight companions. So in case we don't know what to say, we'll just mirror whatever they're saying. And uh, you guys will probably like that a little bit more. Yeah. And we're, uh, he's fighting Ryan Spann, of course. Uh, you know, don't think it's going to be a super loaded card. Starts mm. tomorrow. A lot of people will be watching college football, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, we the, didn't even get to talk about that with Chad. I wish I would have brought that back. That was one thing. There. So if you, uh, tomorrow's also the World Team Trials no. wrestling. Uh, I can't miss TV. Yeah, can't, yeah. Can't, can't miss that live on flow. Uh, oh, man, I really wish he was here for that. We would talk, we would talked all day about that. I'm sure you guys would have loved it. Uh, college football tomorrow, and we have the Evander Holyfield Vitor Belfort fight, which I kind of want to bring you a watch along for. Dan wants to spend time with his girlfriend. I clearly want to ignore mine. Oh, no, no, um, no. I mean, I'm, my girlfriend's in Vegas right now. 
Oh, then, then why aren't you wanting to try to make this money? Dan time. <laughs> Dan, what are, what are the odds right now? Like, let's, let's bring up these odds. All right, do you wanna, the, what are the Anderson Silva, Tito Ortiz odds? Uh, fucking, like, Tito's got to be, like, a plus 500 uh, underdog. Like, Anderson Silva, you're making no money. You're gonna have to let's, bet like a, let's find out. You're going to bet, like, $1,000 to win any money on Anderson Silva. Let's find out. Oh, Jim Miller's fighting tomorrow. Also, uh... Uh, Arian Lipsky, the uh, Queen of Violence. Holyfield's plus one ninety five. Vitor's minus two forty five. What are you feeling on that, dude? Last second opponent. I, I I have no. I like. I have no desire to watch this. I'm telling you. <laughs> Fucking Trump's coming in. He's gonna announce with uh, I think his sons and uh, Jorge Masvidal, which might be interesting. Yeah, this sounds like the biggest shit show. Ever. But that's the alternative commentary. I don't know if you have to like buy that separately. Definitely not. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> You're right. It's bad. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's a uh, minus 1,000 for Anderson Silva and yes. plus 700. 1,000 bucks to win $100. You're not going to win any money. No. Oh, Joaquin What's Buckley's this? on this card tomorrow? Okay. What's this? Props line. Devin Clark's on this card. It's not a terrible card. Like I've here seen we, worse five uh, nights. But, but here we go. Silva by KO, TKO, or DQ is only minus one sixty-five. I'm not. I'm not touching this. I, I have too Dan, much. Dan, you're the dirtiest. I'm How is Dirty D not touching? I'm spread this? way too thin with college football right now. It's. I am in college football mode right now. I just simply cannot care about this. If you're in the chat, please, 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 like, I please might, let me know how you feel about. I do want to tune in for uh, Silva just bouncing Tito Ortiz's melon head off the fucking canvas. And if you're gonna watch it, why not make a little money? Because I don't want to bet a thousand dollars to win a hundred. Wait, how is the Silva by decision or technical decision plus one eighty five? And then Silva by KO, TKO, DQ is minus 168. Couldn't you just take both of those? No. Why? I guess you could, theoretically, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like that's still better than the just Silva and the minus 1,000. Does that, wait, I still didn't hear you. The second, what was the second option? Uh, TKO, mm-hmm. KO, or DQ is mm-hmm. minus 165. Decision or technical decision is plus 185. Yeah, I guess. The, why would you take Silva by himself? You would just take those. Right. See, this is the kind of crazy math that I'm here making you money on the Drinking Bros Network. Wager cut off September 11th by 10, uh, 10 p.m. So, and I don't see a wager limit on this. Never forget. Tomorrow. Uh, no. Um, I, I, I don't want to watch this. I'm not. Gee. At all. This this does not sound interesting to me at all. If anything, I might tune in for the fight night, but it starts at six. The it is a kind of weaker week in college football as well. I don't know. Maybe we'll come in tomorrow night. See, text me tomorrow and see how I feel. You know, Giorgio. Yeah. I don't know. What? Just in your your Giorgio zone right now. You know, I'm just trying to hear trying to hear to beat the odds. I'm trying to hear to beat. Beat these my bookie odds, you know. I, I not all of us can be Ross Stradamus. Uh, I do think there should be a Dan head to head Ross poll. So if uh, 
anyone out there wants to keep track of that, I'd be uh, I'd be kind of great. Well, I'm transparent with my record for college football. For right, the, uh, but I, I want I want the specific outside South twenty five. Dan V. Dan V. Ross. Well, if we're going all NFL, I am one and zero because last night on the show I said uh, Cowboys nine and a half, and uh, he was on the Buccaneers plus six and a half, or minus six and a half. So did Buckley go up to one eighty five? Wasn't he at one seventy before? But Buckley is fighting. Oh, we're just bouncing around. Just bouncing around cards. Just, you know, just, I mean, this is the start of the main card on UFC Fight Night, and I was going to run through the whole thing, give everyone the picks in case they were trying to make some money. See, Dan, I don't know what happened to Dan. Dan used to be all about that action, that action, that action. And now he's just over here. Beard. This is a fight night that I don't care about, and it's a boxing match that yeah, I don't but you'll, care about. You'll, you'll bet on high school football in Texas. <sighs> Only if they have the odds. And no, that's not true. Usually, it was once. It was a state championship. <laughs> See? Like, I say things. You gotta win state. But yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't I, there's no, but I think not I think, a whole lot going I think, on. I, yeah, it's weird that Buckley's moving up to 85 for this. I think he's a 70 pounder. Um, I don't like this. Uh, what else is on this card? Sorry, I clicked a lot of buttons, and now it's taking me a while to go back. I apologize for you, and I know this makes for great audio. Mm-hmm. The best audio. Always. Um, that's the kind of quality you get here with the Papas of the G. Yeah. Uh, the uh, MMA Power Hour. Yeah, the Armin. Just fading. It's like a regular Power Hour. You're just fading at the end. Mm. All right, here's one of the quick quick take we're going to go. Oh, also, the uh, just remembered, this Smith Span card is uh, next week. Than I've been this weekend. We have a week a week off for the UFC. Oh, then maybe I'll watch some of these fights and give you actual picks. Uh, they're taking the week off because of Vander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. For respect, yeah, right. Res- um, respect for uh, how broke grades. is Vander Holyfield right now? Well, isn't he sixty? Just doing it for the love of the game. How old is he? He yeah, he's sixty years old. <laughs> he's so poor. I don't know where it's being held at, but he can't, literally can't be licensed in like four states. I they're just, just like, like they're like no, they're like go. It's it's like can, will got any change? We'll fight for change. I like seeing Holyfield just being able to box at fifty eight. Just you know, not he, he seems to have like a, a you know not too much head drama, not too much brain damage. Vitor Belfort used to knock guys out and then chant jujitsu. Is he going to do that here? Maybe. Against Holyfield was a uh, a replacement for who was Victor Belfort supposed to fight before this? I don't know. Dropped out. The Mexican fighter? No. Come on. See, this is why we're not watching it. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I have I, I, nobody cares. Okay, a little bit. Not really. Nico the Greco cares. No. And uh Matthew asks how I feel about Dan Hooker being on the prelim for 266. I thought that oh, was, was Oscar insane. Del, it was Oscar De La Hoya, numbnuts. Is he not Mexican? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got lucky. How did I get lucky? You got lucky. You just said some Mexican. <laughs> Oscar, look, I, like Dana, have beef with Oscar, and I just refer to him as some Mexican, and because I'm also from Latin descent, I can do that. Okay. Well, he's out with COVID, out. obviously. Uh, so Holyfield got that stepped in. COVID, brother. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, yeah. Uh, any, anything else you like on this undercard for Triller? Tri- Triller's really pulling. Uh, no, but isn't Fat Joe fighting someone soon? I think on I Tuesday. Think it, it's on this card. It's not again. It's not Tuesday. There's it's a not, fight on Tuesday. It's nine eleven. Tomorrow is nine eleven. I understand yet. that, but there is a fight on September fourteenth. Uh, Matthew Chips says, Papa G, what is your thoughts on Dan Hooker being on the prelim for 266? That's kind of crazy, right? Just read that out loud like 30 seconds ago, Dan. This is, we are living in a sim world. No sim world. You're just, you're jumping around and I don't care for it. I'm going to hit you with a steel chair soon. <laughs> would you guys like that? Let us know in the chat if you would like us to just, uh, I'll show you what real wrestling's about. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Yes. Fat Joe is fighting Ja Rule on September 14th on the Kano versus Zorilla main card. That's getting no pub. On the Thriller verse 2. Thriller verse? Thriller. T R I L L E R. Verse 2. Okay. So big week for Thriller. Fat Joe is fighting Ja Rule. Why is no one else excited about this? What does Ja Rule think? Um, Somebody go ask Jaws. Dude, um, is Fat Joe in shape right now? <laughs> Again, so many questions. I need to see answered. like I need to see like a recent photo of Fat Joe. <laughs> None of you would have known about this unless you were watching this channel. And I know all of you are so happy that you're doing so. He also once turned down $10 million to fight 50 Cent. Are we sure? This is the la- you put in Fat Joe fight. This is the first headline that comes up and it's from 2020. That's how little pub this gets. The SEO, whoever's doing an SEO is not doing a good job. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> My money's on short. I typed in Fat Joe, Ja Rule, and it's bringing up their like, tour dates. <laughs> Craig Giorgio's going to have to take me down. He's got no hands. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He's got to Mendez me. Wait, they're in Madison Square Garden. Nah. I'm dead ass. On Tuesday? Or tomorrow? September 14th, Tuesday. Madison Square Garden, New York. Is that where Belfort's fighting or no? We have, we, have, we have no information on any of this. We just Wait, do you think they're like doing like a rap versus battle? Maybe. Probably. That's more likely. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Triller has musical performances that are like five hours long. So now they're going to do boxing matches and versus battles. This actually might be the best idea they've ever had. They're holding on for dear life. <laughs> I think they may be on. I'm something. pretty sure. I think they if, they if they have if Triller is a company in 2022, uh, that's the biggest upset of Fat, them all. They're it's they're going to do what they did on Instagram Live, and Fat Joe and Ja Rule are going to stand side by side and sing their hits one by one, mm-hmm. or they fight each other. Um, the internet won't tell us because the SEO was terrible on this, and apparently. Neither I nor Dan can look this up. It's got to be more entertaining than... Uh... Actually, I take that back. It was, it was very nice to see Darren Till get his fucking head bounced off the canvas for three rounds before being choked he, out. Do you think he gave up? No, he's just not a good mixed martial artist. He's do very you think average. he chased Derek Brunson in the third when he kind of wobbled him a little bit? Oh, no, he heard him. Yeah, like, he, heard he finally him. heard him, but yeah. like... I, I, Brunson choked him out while he was hurt. <laughs> He's got no ground game. 
Brunson's so slow, though. Is Brunson the new gatekeeper? No, Brunson might get a title shot. Yeah, but is he going to destroy him? Yeah, probably. Is he already destroyed him? Right. Is he? And and Brunson's only gotten slower. Brunson's well, he's older. But if I'm Brunson, I'd probably fight Cannoneer next because you're gonna have to wait for the Whitaker. Well, Cannoneer is the opposite of slow. Right, but you got to fight him just because you got you have time to kill. Let's bring, up, let's bring up the rankings. Well, I'm saying Izzy and fucking Whitaker are fighting. Yes. Uh, Izzy, Supposedly. Has hasn't been signed yet. Hasn't been signed yet. So a lot of time to kill. Right. God, forbid, God forbid Whitaker wins because then Izzy gets the immediate re- rematch. He won't. How is Paula Costa still number two? Well, he's fighting uh, Vittori. He also hasn't fought since Izzy. he lost to Izzy. Which was embarrassing because he got humped. I think he had some hair work done. And some Botox. Yeah, but you can sit on your fucking spot in the UFC. If you don't fight, you just kind of stay there. Right. Chris Weidman is number 12. And he doesn't have a shin. Man, I'm not, I don't hate Darren Till. He's entertaining, but he's just not that good. <laughs> it's kind of uh, like your boy Patty this weekend, too. Uh, oh, I was going to ask him about Patty's chin. Man. Well, Patty is, he's got all the makings of a superstar, except the fact that he's very average. If uh, that, maybe subpar. All right, let's go back to. He's a to, subpar fighter. We can always go to lightweight and talk about lightweight, because it's my favorite. Um, I would like to see. Like, who is Patty going to fight in 155 that's remotely in the, the mix? Brad Riddle. In the mix. He's 12. It's a great fight, Patty. <laughs> I don't think so. I do. Um. Okay. I, I, I think don't... Brad Little's. I think Brad Little has a gas tank. I think he punches, which is in Patty's favor. I think he doesn't hit hard enough to sleep him, and I think Patty takes him apart. I don't with his reach. I don't think so. I don't think he's ready for anybody in the top twenty yet. If we're going by these rankings for the UFC, Light I it. would see. I would. I would like to watch Patty Tony Ferguson. He's getting, I think Tony Starchism. That's a great introduction. If I don't think it would be best for his career. I think it would be a great springboard for him if he could get that fight. He I think get, Tony has one more fight to catapult someone up until he is washed up into obscurity. If Tony was smart, he would try to pick off Connor, who is now down at 10, which is you know, well, you probably high. If, if Tony fought Patty, though, it would just derail the entire movement. Dan is not going to do that. Wouldn't derail the movement. It would. He's oh, not going to beat Tony. Yeah, he is. No, he's not ready. Yeah, he is. He's not ready there. Tony's got nothing left. Bro, he ain't ready to fight Bobby Green. Like, well, Patty fucks up Bobby Green. No chance. Bobby Green's at twenty six right now. He ain't. I I don't like him against Gregor Gillespie. I don't like him versus Dan Hooker. I don't like him versus RDA. I don't like him versus Islam, Michael, Benil, Justin. Like, I don't like him against any of those people for sure. Uh, Jim Miller. I don't like him against Tiago Moises really either. Give him Jim Miller. I don't even think he's ready for Jim Miller. I think he probably gets worked by Jim Miller. Oh, man. Patty is not very he's not that good. He's he's cool. Like he's I like the, I like his personality. I like his swagger. But he's just not ready for uh, yeah, I don't like guys. I forgot about Fazis too. Fuck it. Feed him Clay Guida. Yeah, but that's that's what is Clay right now? Like the name? What's yeah? He's, is he still on a UFC contract? He's thirty-three. No way, Clay is thirty-three years he's, old. No, no, I'm saying he's thirty-three in the rankings right now. Oh, 
Dude, I don't I don't think he beats Jeremy Stevens at 35. Yes, he does. I don't think he beats Jeremy Stevens. I think Jeremy Stevens would love that fight. I mean, Jeremy Stevens would love that fight, but that's not keeps his chin up, man. It's he's gonna get caught. It's he got, why he needs these Jeremy Stevens fights. He got dropped. Should have lost. Again, yes. But uh, Leonardo is no slouch. <laughs> Matt says Clay would still beat Patty. No. I think, th- I think that's the line. You, if you give him Clay, I think Clay's the line. I don't think he can go past Clay. No. Patty's 54 right now. I, you need to not even. Does he even beat Terrence McKinney? Yes. He beats Brett Primus. He's in Bellator. <laughs> I don't, man. You got you to gotta slow play, Patty. You need, he needs to get better. He does, but he needs like three fights. And I think those three fights would be. Anybody in the. Yeah, I mean, Brad Riddle works in. Drew Dauber works in. I think the Drew Dauber is a good one. I think uh, Tony's another one. Maybe we could cap it with Tony. Who else is in the UFC? Vince Pichel works in. Dude, yeah, Bobby Greenwood, he'd have no answer. Faziz, I think, I think Faziz is a good test for him. Give him Mark Madsen. I don't, I don't think he could take the pressure. Mark O. Madsen. Mark O. Madsen? Mm-hmm. Maybe. That'd be kind of like a decent matchup for him. I don't know. I, like, I want to see the Drew Dober and I want to see the Faziz fight. I think both of those would be. Dude, he's not ready for drill. I think he is. I think we, we you disagree. You are on this hype train. This Patty Zbatty hype train, and I don't fault you for it, but like, dude, he ain't he ain't ready for that. Matt says Ferguson would destroy Patty. Um, what does Ferguson need to do to get his career back? Does he have a career? Like, what does he do? Is he just try to fight Connor? Well, give him give him Roosevelt Roberts. How about that? You're just reading names. Well, no, I mean, he's coming off three losses, he could lose. I mean, he could beat Roosevelt Roberts. I'm I'm giving you names that he could beat. Right, but Dana's going to give him. Somebody in the top twenty-five. I don't think so. I, you, you do not ruin at what he considers himself a cash cow. You have to give him. I mean, you can't. I guess you can give him to do the show, Sean O'Malley thing. Yeah, you just feed yeah. him tomato yeah. cans his entire career. Which, I don't think Sean should fight anybody in the top fucking twenty yet. Really, he kind of he flirted with Cheeto Vera, and look what happened. Did Cheeto mean to do that? Check his kick? Yeah. yeah I think so. Okay. Just <laughs> just get all these randos from like uh, the local scene. I went back and watched that Chad Mendez versus Volkanovski fight, and he was winning that. It's exactly like the Connor fight. He was winning that as well. Are we, are we saying our, our uh, new friend, Chad, his gas tank? Are we questioning his gas tank? Already? Maybe. Uh, Volkanovski just I mean they're very similar fighters they're both super explosive close the distance really quickly punch hard maybe Pat I mean alright what is what is your ceiling for Patty then what what what, what is he doing in his UFC career I think he has what a is very, your prediction I think it's a very similar career to Charles Oliveira what no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna be in the UFC for ten years, and then finally super quiet, super <laughs> yeah. respectable. Um, <sighs> you know, takes a few bumps, uh, 
kind of works his way back. And uh, no, I don't. If you keep him away, from, I mean, it's just such a stacked division, man. I mean, if he maybe he does it, maybe he doesn't. I don't, I don't know. One, yeah. I mean, if he's smart, you probably get out one fifty-five. Although, I mean, one forty-five is nothing to fucking blink at. Or obviously, one thirty-five is the best division in all of Nick's martial arts, and he probably can't cut to one thirty-five. No, he's a fifty-five pounder. He's like five eleven, dude. Yeah, he's a big du- bigger dude. Yeah. 155, probably hard. I mean, 170? Give him RDA. <laughs> he's going to get railed. Give him one fight and an RDA or Tony. Any of those. And Patty gets starched. It's his first, like, you know, third, fourth placement on a main card. And he fights Tony already. No, he could. You just co main yeah. event him for the rest of like the year or the rest, few, rest like next the three fight, fights. These fight nights. Now nah, you put him on a UFC. No, you co main event some of these these fight nights. You give him tomato cans and you build up his confidence. You build up his rap for the casuals, for, the, for people like me. Also, we're thinking about renaming the podcast The Casuals. I just thought of that. Dan didn't like it, but I wanted to float it to you guys. You don't anyway. like the MMA Power Hour? I like that too. Okay. The Casuals MMA Power Hour? <laughs> that is too much. Is it? That is too specific. We do not have that B-roll. Too much is never enough. It's not too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Again, towards the end of the Power Hour, you, you fade away. And that's exactly we start, what we're doing. <laughs> should, we start, should we start drinking and actually making it a Power Hour? Um. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just kidding. Uh, make sure to tune in. Uh, tonight. The hour of casual. Okay. Correct. For Don't Jack Sesh. Uh, it's gonna be a Zoom Jack Sesh. It's gonna be a Zoom hang. Jack's gonna be in this room because I don't want to set up the other one, and I'm gonna put a Zoom link in the Patreon. So uh, if y'all want to hang out and talk to Jack tonight, uh, y'all know how to do it. Wait, you're not gonna have Jack on a bed? No. The, the fuck is this? The bed's disgusting. Wash the sheets. It's not my job. Have Nick wash the sheets. Nick already left. <laughs> <laughs> For next time. Uh, next time. I'm Papa G. This is Dan the Cash Register. And I will uh, make my way over to slowly turn this off so we hit the hour limit. I don't think there's an hour limit. Sing them off. Sing? With, with what? Get, get, if you guys, okay, guys. What do, what do you want to hear me sing? Uh, Take request. How about a little? I believe uh, the killers are in town, right? Yeah. Oh, Do a Ross, little Mr. Brightside. If you guys want to see Ross tonight, he's going to be at the Killers show. Uh, he's a big fan of the Killers. Uh, I told him and Jesse to take some ecstasy. I don't know if they uh, took my advice. Somebody told me that it looked like a girlfriend. February of last year, and I had potential. <laughs>